Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next two hours, if you have a car question, now's the time to give us a call. The lines are wide open. Gil is finally awake. He's actually in the front of the plane. He's flying the plane. It's his job to make me behave. And Dave Martin, who's sitting next to me from Martin's Auto, him to behave. And he's going to take your calls, and he's going to say, what's your name? And uh, that's about it. Then he says in my ears during the show, he says, um, your next caller is Ben. And so then we go to Ben, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion This segment is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. He's on I-17 in Bell Road, has ASE certified technicians, been in the business since 1987. He works on domestic and import both gas and diesel, and he has an outstanding staff. So it's important to know that if you live in that geographical area, Bell and I-10, he's in the I-17, and he's in the northeast corner of that area, then you don't have a shop, then stop by Kurtz. Well, Dave Martin, today, or this year, you and your father are celebrating a specific milestone, which I don't know anybody else is, with the exception of some of the dealers who obviously pass that on um, in their families and stuff like that. So tell me what's important right now. Well, good morning, Mark. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's really exciting this year. Um, I'm a second-generation owner. Uh, my dad started in the service station business back in 1971, and uh, it's been called Martin's Automotive Repair ever since. And um, and we're celebrating 50 years this year. And the in the location you're at now, you've been in business. Have you been there all 50 years? Nope. We uh, we've been within probably a mile of that location throughout our whole whole career we were at uh, 20th street in osborne which is about a half a mile from where we're at now and then we moved up to 16th in missouri we were there for about six seven years and then we moved down to the shop that we're at uh now and about 85 86 and that's at 16th street south of indian school how many blocks um it's about uh, three blocks south of indian school road on the west side of the street okay i know your dad from back then um i started in the gas station business pumping gas in 1968 then um, that was during the year of the Surface Station Dealers Association. Yep. And there was some guys there that were rath- rather rambunctious. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a lot of Bill Bridwell, yep. um, Harry Martin, uh, Jim Winters. I, I mean, I can you name any of Your dad wasn't. Your dad's, dad wasn't the rambunctious one. But there was plenty of guys. And it was an association that dealt with the gasoline manufacturers 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it was a good group. It really was a good group of guys, but I, I, I don't know. I think all those service station dealer guys were a little bit rambunctious back in the day. <laughs> I think they were forced to. Yeah, I they think were so. forced to. I think so. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I was a part of that in 79, and that's when they first came out with the SMI units Mobile did, and that was Service Station Managers Incorporated. So they would hire managers to run the gas stations, and I was the first one in Phoenix, in the Phoenix area. The rules and regulations that I had to follow were 10 times worse than your dad and the rest of them had to follow because they had a lease, Uh and they rented and leased, but they were their own bosses. I actually worked for Mobile Oil. My wife and I managed the facility, but we got to use the base. So it was kind of that kind of a trade-off. So they paid for all the employees, but we still had weird stuff. I mean, if somebody from out of town was going to drive by our gas stations, we better have our islands painted. Oh, yeah. How many times did you paint islands? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. (laughs) Uh, You know, and and they they would have the reps drive by, and they would come in, and that's the first thing they'd look at is those those islands, and the curbs better be painted, Mm -hmm. and... Oh yeah, it was. Uh, they they wanted an image, and which was, you know, I understood that. I, I I get it, but I think sometimes it was a little crazy. But yeah, the curbs were a were a big deal. Okay, folks, what we're talking about is there's about a four inch curb around the gas pumps, and then there's a half round metal band all on the top of that curb. So when you hit it with your tires, you don't cut the tire up. You just kind of slide along the metal. Next time you go to the gas station, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Well, we had to paint the bottom portion of the curb white and then the top half had to be black and it had to be perfect now it was no problem cut painting the top black because that's where all the tires hit <laughs> it right was absolutely black. yeah <laughs> but the bottom the white that was what we had to get on our hand it was it's not hands and these stuff is we had to paint that I remember the, the worst part about it was the skateboarders. If they would go on and they would try to jump on that thing, they would end up chipping the paint off and we'd have to go repaint it again. But uh, that was the, that was the worst part about it. But like you said, where the tires would rub up against there, it was black anyway, so it really didn't matter that much. If that's happened. But we still had people, and it was once a year, that would hop the island yeah. and take out a pump or <laughs> whatever or you know knock something down. In the days of you and me and your dad, we had windshield uh, washing towels and squeegees. Yep. And, and actually, when I first started, we had sponges, and we went to the squeegees later. Yeah. And uh, and and we had a self-surveillant and a full-surveillant. Yeah. I remember the spray bottles. Um, in the very beginning, there was spray bottles and the sponges, and and you you know used to do it that way. And then the squeegees came along, and that was that was great because you know short people could reach across the windshield mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and clean the windshield, and it was uh, you know we still to tell you the truth we still got one of the old isle. Um, Island um, uh, towel racks where it used to go on the pole and you'd slide it down and then on the bottom the, that there would be ta- the paper towels would come out the bottom and then we also had a had another deal where the bucket was right there it was mounted to the pole too and the um, squeegee would be right in there and it was a it was a really good setup and it was great people loved it because they got their windshield washed and uh, in today's world you know everybody's doing everything themselves so it's it, you don't you don't get that anymore. Well, and then I was up in Payson the other day when it was zero degrees. I woke up and it was zero, and I was going to go fill up my truck and head to Phoenix. So when I got there, I noticed all the buckets had like an inch of ice on them, and the squeegees were inside. Oh, so yeah. you had no chance of, of, <laughs> of getting anything. So fast forward a couple of days later, I stopped by, and ironically enough, I'm filling up my truck because I've been driving all over, and a guy walks outside with a cart, and he walks over, and all the squeegees are absolutely destroyed. 
just destroyed. Now, I'm at a place that has multiple islands. So he's replacing all the squeegees. The problem is, is the water inside the tank hadn't been changed since Fred Flintstone. Yeah. So it was like mud. <laughs> and so you'd have thought that maybe we'd have dumped the water out and put new... Now, remember, we used to put water, and then we'd put the blue washer fluid yep. in there. Yep. And then there was customers, and, and 99 of the customers, 99% of the customers that came in was very appreciative when you washed their windows. Absolutely. But there was always that 1% that would point at the windshield at the bugs yep. and the line of the, winds, of the squeegee. <laughs> You'd sit there and polish that windshield until you had a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> that was what it was. You also remember in the old days, um, as we got new gas station people, when I started when I was like 16, do you remember how you opened the gas door on a 57 Chevy? It was in the license plate, wasn't it? No. Oh, oh it was in the taillight. Yeah. Oh, I was in the taillight. Okay, it was a yeah. switch. Okay, yeah. Part of the taillight was a yeah. vertical piece of chrome, right. yeah. and you had to turn it to yeah. open up the door to yeah. get... Well, that was all the rookies. So as soon as the 57 Chevy pulled in, hey, yeah. Pat, come here. Get that car. And he'd struggle. He'd look underneath it. The smart guys would look underneath it and, and follow the filler neck off of the tank. Right. But they still couldn't find it. Oh, filler. yeah, I know. And there was all kinds of cars like that that had the filler neck, and it was just a matter of a rite of passage. Oh, yeah, and, and you know, the, the older technicians used to make, because I, I started working at my dad's shop when I was 10 years old. You know, we started pulling weeds and sweeping sweeping oh. the parking lot and cleaning the bathrooms, and then we worked our way up to pumping gas. And, and it it used to be funny because the technicians, they were all, you know, older, and they'd been around a while, and they used to make fun of us, and they used to go out there and, yeah, go, go you know, they'd tell us to do that, tell us to put put uh, spark plugs in a diesel or, mm-hmm. you know, tell you to put a radiator in a VW bug. You know, I mean, just crazy stuff. And, and so, yeah, some of that stuff, we had to learn really fast how to find this stuff because they were just having too much fun with us. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in one of the bays we had a pit and it had a metal cover on it with holes in it and inside the pit was the uh, sand water separator oh. and that's where we separated oil and water and stuff. Then we'd have to have those pumped out every once in a while. So this truck would come in and suck all this stuff out. Well, you you remember what floats on water. Gas is heavier or Oil, oil floats on water, and and I, gasoline, gasoline to some extent, yeah, right, right, as well. So Louis, who was absolutely a wonderful guy, Louis's laying on his back doing a clutch on a car on a truck, and he's he's not on a creeper, so he's not on the roll around roller skate that people would know what a creep if they don't know what a creeper is. So he's underneath this this truck pulling the clutch out, and he lights a cigarette and he takes the match and drops it in the hole which promptly blows the hole up. The metal, the metal plate comes up with his creeper and him on it and smashes him to the bottom of the truck, and then he falls down. Now, the plate doesn't land perfectly oh. because it came out, and yeah. now it's discombobulated. So the plate goes to the side. Louis comes down, and he goes, well, an arm's length into the end of the pit. And um, I, I'll remember that to this day. All of us learned that that particular... Smoking back then was no big deal. We all learned that that pit and the explosion associated with that was an attention getter. And it was oftentimes you'd just run away. Another story about Louis. I I mean, I love this guy. He was just as ornery. He's taught me how to be ornery. He's out there sticking the tanks. Remember sticking the tanks? Yep, did that too. And you you got this long wooden ruler, Mm -hmm. and it was square. And we didn't know it back then, but we'd drop it in the tank. We'd just drop it into the tank, and then we'd pull it up, and then it'd say 61 inches, and we'd write 61 inches. That would tell 
our dads or our bosses how many gallons we closed with because 61 inches. Well, we didn't know it at the time, but when we dropped it down in there, we'd poke holes in the bottom of the tank, and that was causing the gasoline contamination. And we just didn't know that. Yeah. And we just ha- and the stick was how long? Twenty feet long? Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And you just stick it in the thing, and you let it go. Boom! It'd go down. Um, sometimes, if it, it went boom and bounced back up, you'd still get a good mark. Yeah. But anyway, you'd do it until you had two feet above the ground, and then you'd drop it and pull it out back out. So we know we know today that in the '60s and '70s we caused many of our own problems. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing of it is, is that was one of the things my dad used to really get ticked off at the at any of us that would would do that. He 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 kind of somehow he knew that that was a bad idea. So he would he would tell all the guys, we don't drop it down in there. You 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 know you you put it down in there, one hand over the other, all the way down to the bottom. Let it touch the bottom and then pull it up. Because he didn't want that problem. I you know maybe he had learned it from some of the older guys that have been around a long time that have told him that hey that's not a good idea. Don't do that. He was one of the older guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'll tell you the difference. Didn't your dad and his dad own the property where the gas station was at? No, the the original property that we we were at, Sixteenth and Osborne, it was a Chevron, okay. and he leased that property. And then when when Chevron found out he was making a lot of money or making some money, I should say, and then they raised his rent to where mm-hmm. I mean it didn't make any sense for them him to pay him rent anymore. So he he bought the property at Sixteenth Missouri on the it was on the northwest corner. Now it's an office building, mm-hmm. and uh, so he bought that. And then we had a little car wash next door, kind of like the setup you have mm-hmm. here with with a car, uh, self serve car wash. And okay. uh, so Wait, did he have a gas station at that point? Yes. Or it, it, okay. Was it was that a Texaco, Texaco then. Tex- Texaco. Okay. It t- it it made a difference on. What, whose ground it was at. Oh. Uh, you see what I mean? Oh, your yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. But your dad maybe had been part of the old timers, which yeah. is the 60s and 70s when they were pulling tanks because we were contaminating, and it happened to be that wherever the hole was, right below it, was all these puncture marks. Yeah. So your dad may have been especially attentive to that because of the contamination we caused. 602-508-0960, you got a car question. Both of us together, how many years have you been in the auto repair industry? Um, about 46 years. Okay, 40 for me. Forty seventy nine. 79 when I started uh, in the gas. No, 68, but I'm not counting that because I was a gas pump jockey. But 79 is when I owned my own shop. 602-508-0960. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This week on Middle East Radio Forum, William Wilf will be interviewing Middle East expert Rachel Ehrenfeld, who will analyze what we might expect from the Biden administration 
vis-a-vis Israel and the Middle East. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto, 16th Street South of Indian School, is sitting here next to me. Dave, uh, we've got a couple of callers, and we're going to take ladies first. Um, Linda's first, Hux is second, and then we have three open lines available, 602-508-0960. Linda, you're first. Hi. Good Hi. morning. Good morning. First-time listener. Um, I have a Toyota Camry XLE V6 Um 2001. It's only got 100,000 miles on it. Inherited it from my mother-in-law. Okay. And um, it lurches between um, first and second, usually. It's an automatic, but you can feel it. And sometimes it's worse than others. And everybody says there's nothing wrong with the car. Okay. No one can tell me what's wrong with the car. Okay. But we know there's something. I mean, it doesn't seem to, it's only usually in those early gears. um, And as you're accelerating, not, well, although it does it decelerating too. Okay. Let let us ask some questions because that's what's missing in this equation. Um, Dave and I aren't going to be able to diagnose it. Well, we got a 10, 25% chance of diagnosing it. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Does it change hot or cold? No. Okay, good. Yeah, there's three There's three answers, and the women are the best. Yes, no, or I don't know. We never hear an I don't know from a guy. Yeah. Okay? So it when it happens, it doesn't happen in any other gear. It's just the first gear, and then when it shifts to second, it goes away. Yes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes in a higher gear, but... That's when I notice it the most, mostly, be I guess, because I'm. it's quite 
it's a jerk. Okay. And you can feel the change. Okay. Is it kind of a lurching sensation, on, off, on, off, on, off? Some kind of a problem where you're going along and it goes, something like that? No. Okay. It just, you're accelerating and you go from first to second or second down to first. I'm assuming, you know, as I say, it's an automatic, so I'm just Mm -hmm. speaking in general. And uh, the lower, I'm probably only going. Okay. Feel the, it's like there's a chain missing or a chink missing. It just drops. Okay. Can you you duplicate it every time? Can I do what? Duplicate it all the time? No. I mean, you can't make it happen? Is it consistent? No, I can't make it happen. No. no. Dave's right. Is it a consistent? Can, um, my question is, is, why hasn't anybody ridden with you if you can demonstrate the problem? Well, even if I can demonstrate the problem, nobody seems to be able to figure out what's causing the problem. Okay, well, you're at the wrong shop then. Yeah. Yeah, you're at the <laughs> wrong shop. This is... <laughs> Come on, you, Dave, yeah. you got a lady who can make it happen. Right. She's had it to shops and nobody can find it, but yet nobody says, hey, lady, take me for a ride and show me what it is. That's the first thing I would do. Yeah. What part of town are you in? I'm down here in Queen Creek. Okay. Um, uh, I'll make you a deal. Um, I, I don't have anybody in that area that's on my best car repair shops list. I'm at I-10 in Warner. You know where Ikea is at? Yes. Okay, just east of there, about a half a mile. Monday mornings and Friday afternoons are out of the question because for obvious reasons. But if you'll come by Salem Boys and ask for Alan or Andy, those are my kids, and tell them this is how you you get people's backup. You say, I've got a problem. Nobody can find it. Nobody can fix it. That's kind of like wearing, waving the red flag in front of the bull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I can make it happen all the time. If you'll just give me somebody to go with me, then um, I, I, I would really like it because I can demonstrate it. Then the next question is, is I'm prepared to wait for a while in the lobby if you want to you check it out, or I'm, I'm, I'll bring it back and leave it. And and that's that's what that's what happens. So have you got a pencil handy? I do. Four eight zero five nine eight one two three four. Ask for Alan or Andy. We'll test drive it for you for free. We'll give you fifteen to thirty minutes of our undivided time. But I'm quite sure that they'll know whether it's in the ignition system, the fuel system, the transmission system, the motor mount, like you yeah, said, yeah. motor mount. It's going to be easy once we drive it. And once you're with us, that's the easy part. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would okay. do. We won't charge you a dime, okay? Hey, that sounds great. Yeah, okay. I guess what I really want to know is if it's dangerous or if it's uh, important awesome. or if it's just the cork you- of the car. Well, we won't know till we find out what it is, because then you use that word "it." You know, is it yes, dangerous? Thank is you it? So much. And and it'll it'll be easy for us to determine. But I can tell you this much: if it was something serious, it probably would have got worse, and 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 it probably would have already created consequences. Hux, you're up next. How can we help you? Hey, thanks. I I really enjoy your show most Saturday mornings. Um, 
We have a motorhome with a Ford V10 in it, and I bought the oil. They changed the oil, and I got 5W30, and then I noticed the cap says 5W20. Is that going to do anything harmful to the engine? No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think this. First of all, it's not going to hurt you at all. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you at all. But we can tell that his motorhome is three, four years old, five years old. Right. Um, and it's about four. Okay. All right. The reason why is is the oil cap the thing on <laughs> the oil cap has been about five years ago. Yeah. It started. Yeah. And so we now look at the oil cap. A 520 flows like a 5 weight when it's cold, and it protects like a 20 weight when it's hot, and you'll get the better fuel economy, you'll get better lubrication, better protection, and better temperature protection. So the oil's not going to turn to peanut butter when you're up in Montana in the wintertime. So my answer to you is, and I'm an expert in oil. I've been trained by Valvoline and Chevron, and I've testified in court about oil. I promise you, you're not going to hurt anything. But that oil's got about, uh, what do you say, 7,500 to 10,000-mile oil change or once a year? Probably. Because it's a sin. It's going to be a synthetic. It's full synthetic, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to change it once a year and probably in April, my suggestion. And um, you can go um, 7,500 to 10,000 miles on that with no problem. That doesn't mean you 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 have to still check your oil, but that doesn't mean you're just going to drive it without opening the hood. Yeah, but have oh, no yeah, fear. I, I change it every five thousand. Okay, well then you're wasting your money yeah, because I think it's a blend. You know, it's Ford. Uh... It's a blend. Okay, uh, if it's a blend, uh, it's still seventy five hundred. Uh, and let me give you uh, the conventional, which is what we had in the fifty sixties, and we still have today. Uh, we don't have a five twenty. First of all, it was a ten thirty, and it was three thousand miles, three to five thousand on conventional, five thousand to seventy five hundred on a blend, and eight thousand to 12,000 or more on the synthetic. Those are the oil change intervals that match the quality and the kind of oil you have. So if it's a blend, you're still at 5,000 to 7,500. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. 
Have you ever felt like you were living a life meant for someone else? If you're sick and tired of living a life that feels like a prison sentence and you're willing to entertain the idea that there's more out there for you, then tune in to the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow keynote speaker, best-selling author, and CEO Dom Falset. Each week, he pushes you past your limiting beliefs for increased success. It's the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. All about that demon, all the Dave Martin from Martin's Auto, 16th Street and Indian School. My name's Mark Salem. I'm here every Saturday talking about cars and car repairs. And we're going to go, well, we, first of all, i got to talk about Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Folks, when I have a geographical problem, just like it, Dave at Martin's Auto, I call a local shop and I say, this is what we got, here's the customer's number, or the customer's going to come in, and I don't ask for a discount, I don't tell you to do it for free, and none of that happens. The issue is, is I'm guiding you to a shop. All of my shops have made me a hero, but Harker's did not too long ago involving a BMW and water in the evaporator case. The estimate, I think, had been 1500 to $2,500, and I think their bill was $75 to open the drain and drain the water on it. So Harker's 38th Avenue and Inch School been around since 1967, and uh, you can't go wrong if you live in that geographical area, and if you've got a car that every time you open the door, there's a barking noise underneath the trunk, then uh, Harker's would be a good guy because they're really good in diagnosis, but so would other shops in your area. Dan, good morning. Yeah, Mark, Dave. Dave, My I'm question. sorry. Yeah, it's Dan. It's Dan. Mark and Dave, here's my question. I had a new battery put in my vehicle, and they disconnected it, and then they reconnect, you know, put it all in, and it reset everything. Does that really reset the computer and the emissions at the same time? 
kills it, it to zero, starts over? It starts all over. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, once you disconnect the battery, everything starts over. All the monitors need to be run again. Yeah, and the monitors, the computer, in, if you're talking about emissions, and are you talking about emissions? No, I'm just talking about, in general, when the battery's disconnected and you put a new battery in, it resets everything, the computer, the trip odometer, the radio. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Now, Dave, th- I think I read not too long ago that there's this thing you put in the cigarette lighter, <laughs> yeah. and I think it has a 9-volt battery or something. Yeah. And you plug it into the cigarette lighter, and then you swap your battery, and it maintains the seat controls, the steering controls, the radios, and stuff like that. Do you use that? Yeah, and it's actually um, a lot of jump boxes, uh, you know, vehicles that uh, where you can jump start a car. It's a, it's a battery pack. Uh-huh. They have that exactly where you, you plug something into It's a cigarette lighter. It plugs in the cigarette lighter, and, and you do it live. You change the battery live is what you're doing. Okay. So what he means by live is is we got the, the car, the, for all intents and purposes, the key is on. Yeah. And um, so we're going to actually change the battery. It's kind of like changing the heart of the electrical system when it's running. Right, exactly. It's, and, and um, Dan, you're absolutely right. That becomes a big problem sometimes. Um, for people that don't recognize that that's going to happen and that we didn't tell them that's going to happen. Well, and, and the worst one is is the ones with the radio where you've got to punch in a code in order to get the radio to work again, um, and, the, and the customer doesn't have the code. Mm-hmm. And then we've got to go, we got to scramble to try to figure out how to get that code because now the radio doesn't work, and, you know, nobody's going to be happy about that. So <laughs> You're right, and, and, and we tell customers if you get the code, write it on the inside cover yep. of, the, of the owner's manual because no one's going to care. And how many times have you had anything criminal or even civil involving that stupid code? No. Never. 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 The whole idea was is to put a code in there so if somebody stole your radio that nobody could use it. Yeah. How many times in the last five years, how many times in the last ten years, have you had somebody drive in with a car and had the dashboard apart and the only thing that was taken was the radio? Okay, so I got to say, this <laughs> happened once in the last ten years. I had a car. That, Wait a minute. What year? Um, oh, it was, oh, it was, it was a... Newer? No, no, it was an older car. It was an, it was a, it was an older car and it was an okay. older radio and they, and they could use it. But I mean, who steals radios anymore? You can go, <laughs> go to a pawn shop and buy them for a dollar. I mean, it's like, I mean, who wants to steal radios? I mean, come on. So the answer to your question, Dan, is, is that's what happens. And most of the time, uh, most of the times we try to write down the radios, we write down your radio stations. We can't duplicate your seat, seat controls and all that other kind of stuff but it is something that happens that uh i don't the fix is going to take another 15 or 20 minutes so that's the difficult part is is who pays for that six extra 15 or 20 minutes it's kind of like washing the windshield in the old days on the car when yeah. i got gas it's just okay kind of, thanks a lot all right good luck to you dan 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 we were talking before to linda with respect to the toyota camry and having problems and stuff like that and you and i were talking off air yeah and that doesn't seem like a tough one. On a 1 to 10 scale, the diagnostic on that would typically be less than? Oh, less than a 3 or 4. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, and then to extrapolate that to money, it's going to be somewhere in the vicinity of 30 to $60. 
unless you can identify it right off the bat. Right, absolutely. And and if I could strap one of my technicians under the car while I drive it, that would be even better. But they, they say they don't get paid enough for that. And that, that is a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> uh, speed bumps are a real big problem with respect to that. So, yeah. And, and, and you're right. We had a vibration not too long ago, and nobody could find out which it was. I was proud because my son Alan said, give me four guys. So he goes out and gets 14 guys. Everybody's wrapped up in fender covers and stuff like that. (laughs) They put four guys in there. They drive the car. There's a vibration. So then they all switch places, and they all agree it's in the right rear. (laughs) So now we're we're, we're home free. Now, can I charge a 20-minute times four guys? No. Um, That's what's that? two hours or something like that no i can't but it sure speeds up the process and it makes it look uh, it makes the shop look like a hero would you agree oh absolutely those are the things that separate you from a lot of the other shops is you want to when you say you a good shop shop, yeah no right a good shop um absolutely um that takes the extra time to handle it. Um, you're a hero. Customer loves it because they got an annoying problem solved. And it's just annoying. A lot of times, and they're worried about the safety. Um, but also, it, it's it, a little vibration or a little noise just drive people crazy. So you, when you can get rid of that for them, man, they, they, you are a hero. Now, we're going to take a break in just a minute. 602-508-0960 is a phone number. If you have a car question or comment, 602-508-0960. We now have, and I saw this the other day, they have transmitters with magnets. And you put the transmitters on the four corners of the car. Now, it still takes two because one guy drives it to make it happen, and the other guy has got headphones on, and he's turning on and off these vibration sensors, and he goes, okay, it's in the left front. Yeah. And then at least we can focal on, focus on that. But when I said um, you... I wanted yeah, to make sure yeah, that right. you weren't no, looking right, at me. Right. No, no, the I get whole it. industry. The whole is, industry, yeah. absolutely. And and I would say certainly 75 to 80% of the industry in Phoenix is looking out after the customer's best interest and not their own, which would mean that 25 to 20 to 25% um, perhaps are are uh, not necessary. The customer's needs are not necessarily in front of their own. 602-508-0960. Hey, my name is Steve Woods, and I am hosting a show on 960 The Patriot called The Beacon. It's sponsored by Phoenix Christian, and it's a show where we look at how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Listen in on Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. to 10 o'clock on 960 The Patriot to The Beacon, and be encouraged, hear cool stories from amazing people of things that only God can do for His glory, for the sake of His kingdom, and for the encouragement of those who listen. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the The school school steps, steps we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I really really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. 
Brought to you by Understood in the Ad Council. The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed as our nation is with abundant physical resources and inspired as it should be with the high purpose to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all, we approach this problem of re-employment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now. Your stuff can be more powerful than you think. Your stuff can be a resource for change. Donate to Goodwill, where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto, 16th Street South of Indian School, is flying with me today. And if you're interested in talking to him and you live in that geographical area, he's a good shop. It's one that I can stamp it with, uh, with the approval of, of me and all my industry. And so we know the good guys, and I'm here to point them out. Action Auto Repair is another one. I-17 in Deer Valley, been around since 1983. I remember Tom, when he was selling engine analyzers, they, everybody would come in and say, put the car on the scope. Well, he sold those engine analyzers back then. And folks, I got to tell you, I paid more for my first engine analyzer, the scope, than I did my first house. And they were very expensive. They didn't tell us what was wrong with your car unless you could read the data. So you had to be able to know what the data was. So if your CO, your CO, carbon monoxide coming out of the tailpipe was at 10.7, you had to know what that meant. And really, you wanted something that was two point five, two dollars and fifty cents. You didn't want ten dollars and fifty cents. So, that's what Action Auto is all about. I seventeen in Deer Valley, the northwest corner. Lance, you're up next. Yeah, hi. hi. I just heard your caller about uh, oil. I have a 2020 uh, Mazda CX five, and I was interested on would that uh, those oil uh, ranges be the same? With respect to, give me an example. Are you talking about like convent- if, it's syn- if it's synthetic, right? That's you know the mileage. You know, you said synthetic could be to, between seventy-five to ten thousand miles before change. It's it's all they're all the same. If you're using synthetic oil in your car and it calls for synthetic oil, then you're not supposed to change it. Seventy-five is. I don't know that they would all agree with that. I'm given that number. It's easier okay. for me to to regurgitate, but. Um, some of the newer model cars on the synthetics are calling for 25,000 miles. I'm real uncomfortable with that. I'm not doing Agreed. that. And mm-hmm. so I, um, I know that Chevron and I know that Valvoline and many of the rest of them talk about 10 to 12, but there's a lot of cars out there that are at 15, although the owner's manuals on virtually all of them doesn't go north of 15. Here's what you do, Dave. You got some lady like us that lives on Awatuki. She drives 2,000 miles a year, and she calls for a synthetic. What do you do? 
Well, you, you at least got to look over the vehicle once a year. I mean, that's the most important part. The, the thing of it is, is spreading out these intervals that we see is is that if if you spread out, if the customer's not driving very much, let's say, and um, and you you spread it out to ten thousand miles, <clears throat> ten thousand miles, and um, and you don't get to look over that car for a couple of years. Things may go awry. The couple of years, I'll agree with. Yeah. The 10,000, I won't. Yeah. Because the 10,000, so many people are putting that on pretty quick. I agree with everything you said. But by the same token, the 70s and 80s cars that we grew up in, yeah. they would break all the time with two or 3,000 miles. The newer model cars, we've got customers that haven't. I'll give you an example. Renee's car. I can't tell you what kind it is, but it starts with F, and I don't do F commercials, okay? <laughs> and it ain't a Fiat either. <laughs> She's got 120,000 miles on it, and all we've put on is tires. That's it, just yeah. tires. And we've changed it all on a regular basis, so that's four times around the equator. And so, yes, there's – but to answer your question, Lance, um, how many miles a year do you drive? 15, 18. Okay, then synthetic is perfect for you. Now, here's the question. When are you going to change it, and what's the benefit? Is it January through December? Pick one. Uh, December. Okay. I would suggest if you were my customer, you do it just before summer because summer's the worst season we have in Arizona, Phoenix, and I'd like you to go through summer with fresh oil. So I'd like to bring you in every April and change your oil. That's my personal opinion, and that's what we do on our fleet of vehicles is we do them all. Now, the lady in, in Awatuki that I was talking about with 2,000 mm-hmm. miles, I may very well change her to a blend <laughs> and bring her in anyway. Right. I agree with you. Right. It's not good for us to go years without checking the tires, the fluids, the belts, and the hoses, and yeah. any obvious things that are wrong. I agree with that. Yeah. So, Lance, um, did that help you? Very much so. I guess what – is there really an advantage between the blend and the synthetic besides the mileage? Well, the cost let, is me, yeah. let me talk technical with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, oxidation is when the oil turns to a tar, okay? Mm-hmm. When you get to where you're turning it from a liquid lubricant to a carbon tar, you're dead. This is it. That motor's going to heaven. So, And then freeze point, it's called the pour point. When it pours out of the can at 60, it offers more protection than if it can't pour out of the can at 15, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's a big difference there. And that's exactly. Conventional oil will pour out of the can at maybe 20, and maybe it'll protect you to 300. Semi-synthetics will move you on the the cold side to 40, blow. But on the other side, it might be 350 and I'll, I'll answer it. Then on the synthetic, at 60 degrees below zero, it flows out of the can, and it protects you to 500 degrees. But Dave and I were just talking off the air. Mm-hmm. Your motor's toast after 300 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, remember the remember the mobile, Dave, the oil pan? They had, they had a frying pan on a stove, and they had mobile oil, and they had a thermometer on it, and they go 500 degrees. It'll, it'll I remember handle that. Yeah. And... and 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 that was silly because your motor will never make it that far. So those are my thoughts, and those are the specifications of the oil. Frankly, 15 below zero from a conventional oil handles Phoenix. And if it's going to go to 300 degrees or 250 or 300, it's going to handle the heat. So those Excellent. are your choices. All righty? Very good. Appreciate it. Th- Have a good you day. You betcha. Thank you. What's the number one reason that the cars come in with the motor trashed? 
Overheating. That bingo. I yeah. would have said the same thing. Yeah, overheating. And it's no all, doubt. what is the verbiage that you hear from the customer as an ex, as not an excuse? I don't mean that. Yeah. As the story behind. Oh, they were driving down the road, and then all of a sudden there was steam, and they pulled over right away. Um, but when you talk to them more, obviously, and, and, and you know, if you're driving down any freeway in, in town here, t- you want to get to a safe place. Obviously, people are scared, and, and I get that. And by the time you can, people let you over to get off of the freeway or get off of there, it's, you, most of the time it's too late. Mm-hmm. It's just too far. And what I hear is, is, yeah, I saw the needle getting in the red, and I was only a mile and a half from home. That's what we hear. Well, it's the last mile yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, I'll ask them, did the needle go to H? And they'll say, I never looked. <laughs> well, and, and you're right, but let's talk about the one, two, three. Yeah. Okay? You're driving down the road, and now temperature normally is a half to three-quarter on the newer model cars from 1990 north. We want middle to three-quarter because middle is a 220. Right. And so we want it to definitely run at the middle. Anything colder is bad for the engine. So let's do the science. When does water boil, Dave? 300 or... I don't know. Now you just... Hey, Gil, when does water boil? Isn't it like a 212? 212. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. So water boils at 212. We put 50-50 coolant in it, and we move it to about 300. So it turns to a vapor at 300, because yeah. we're going to turn it from a liquid to a vapor. So when you drive down the road, we want it to run half to three quarters. So it's kind of like when we get to the hot mark, I think it starts pinging. Yeah. Shortly after that, we're going to blow up something in the engine, usually a hose. Yeah. And when that happens, what happens? How does the driver know that there's a big, substantial coolant leak underneath the hood? Steam. Out the windshield. Yeah. It just covers the windshield. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> and at that time, they got a 50-50 chance of that being okay. Well, and, and, and when, the, when it builds up so much pressure in the system, too, you know, it used to be the hoses that blow. Mm-hmm. Now it's the radiator because it's got a plastic tank on it. Yeah, it you're right. One way or another, though, yeah, we it, got that yeah. one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm going to add something else. One, the gauge is in an area it shouldn't be. Two, we start rattling like a ping. Yeah. And three, we end up with a gauge that's pegged. And number four, we have an explosion of water underneath the hood. And then that's, Would that fair? Yeah, and then the smell when it comes in when it's towed into the shop, <laughs> and you take the radiator cap off and you smell it. You're like, oh, this is bad. No sense in even checking this motor. <laughs> it's, it's toast. This okay. is toast. Who we got, Gil? We have Sam. Sam, good morning. Morning. How are you doing? We're good. Both of us are good. They do. Good, good. I've got a couple of questions. Uh, a '65 Chevy El Camino backing plate. Um, there's little grooves where the shoes rest on them. What is the usual procedure for repairing that if you can't find new ones? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. All right. First of all, you get a cutting torch and you cut them out, and then you put new ones in. Is that right, Dave? Is no, that what you do? That's not it. That's not it. That's that's way way more work than I want to do. Yeah. Me What's too. the answer? What's the answer? We just weld it. Oh, you grind them. Yeah, grind it. Just and, grind them uh, off. Yeah, grind them off. But I mean, if they're if they're too bad, what we've done in the past is 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 put a put a bead on there and then grind it down smooth, and then you're good to go. Yeah, the, it's it's no problem. Now, you might not find those for a seventy El Camino, but once you get the part number, then you can get in to different parts departments that you may not have access to, but we can. Right. And you find out that that backing plate is from a 70 El Camino all the way to a 78 uh, half-ton pickup. And so okay. it's the same part number. Now, I'm with Dave. 
of all those, how many of all of the years you've been in this business, north of fifty? Yeah. How, how many backing plates have you replaced because of a, a, a wear problem on the on the pads? Oh, I, I don't even uh, maybe if it was that bad it, it, and maybe rust was involved in it or something. Maybe maybe five and fifty years of yeah. that. I mean, it's it's not. Yeah, it's same not same with me. Yeah, now, is it is it something ahead. I could just take a take like a little uh, disc grinder while it's still on there and just cut the groove off or smooth it out without yes, without that's building what we do. it up? Yeah. That's what we okay. do. Okay. And then, and, uh, wait a minute. You want to paint it so it doesn't rust. So, okay. After you, uh, after you do that. Yeah. yeah. A little flat okay. black or a little gloss black, whatever, and let it dry. Yeah. That's okay. that's all we do. All right. And uh, another question about the shoes that are saturated with brake fluid because the wheel cylinder was bad. Uh, can you use brake uh, cleaner? What what is that stuff? Like Dave, out why, or break why are you shaking cleaner? your head, Dave? <laughs> there's you can you can put brake cleaner on there, but there's a fifty fifty shot that you, you're going to end up using those shoes again. Um, I I would say probably replace the shoes. Well, I'm going to take the old guy's position. Brake fluid is water soluble. Yeah, and there's nothing on that shoe that's going to melt with water. Right. So in the old days, we'd take the shoes off and we'd put them in a bucket of water <laughs> and just let them sit there. Maybe change the water once or twice in twenty four hours, and then we'd put them on. I agree with you. <clears throat> the problem is brake chatter, yeah. and brake fluid isn't gonna uh, brake fluid necessarily isn't going to be cleaned off of the pad with brake cleaner, um, but it will do the surface stuff. But we could still, depending on how long they're saturated, there's three answers: soak them in water. Like Dave said, you can do you can try brake clean, or you need to replace them. Those are the three options you got. Okay, and uh, one more question concerning C-clips on an axle. Would you replace them if, if you were in there, or would you use the old ones? I think I'd look at the C-clips. He's talking about, yeah. folks, the axles slide into the differential from the outside, and once they right. get inside, there's this, wait a minute, I'm telling everybody else, because you and I know, these little horseshoe clips that hold the axle from sliding out when you're driving down the road, and all of a sudden the left rear tire is out about three feet. So the answer is, yeah. is if the C clips don't show any abnormal wear, we would use the C clips that uh, okay that because you found. I, they're shiny just just from wear, but they mic out at one fifty. They're supposed to be one fifty to one forty nine five to one fifty. Okay, and they got then, no burrs on them. They're smooth, so yeah, use I reused them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you've done all the homework. That's what. I don't know where he got the spec for that, but um, yeah. um, I, I, I'm not quite sure. But I, I wouldn't argue it's polished. He's talking about them being polished, and that's what we expect. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. It's 58 minutes after the hour. We're going to come back in five minutes, four and a half or five. How many minutes, Gil? Do you know? Four and a half minutes. See, I was close. This this 40 years of radio has done good for me. <laughs> so if you call now, 602-508-0960, you might have to wait, wait four, and a half, four minutes now because Mark's just taken 30 seconds of time. And we'll get you in as quickly as we can, and we have another hour as well. So tell us what you're making model that you have of your car, and let's talk about symptoms. What's counterproductive is, is for you to tell us that you've got a check engine light and you've been on Google. Because that's not the process we want to deal with over the front counter. We want to ask questions. And if you have the code, that's fine. But the code doesn't tell you what's wrong with the car. Everybody wants you to believe that, but it ain't true. 602-508-0960. 